Save it, Johnny. Have some self-control. And welcome, everybody, to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Balderdash. It's episode 90, Johnny. Hello, hello. Can you believe that? 90. 90. 90. Yeah. 90 times. And while Nine. January is over, Johnny's still celebrating dry January. Well, I started late. Yeah, that's true. Even though it's moist February, you're mm-hmm. going to do another dry <laughs> January episode. So that'll be fine, though, because, you know, actually, once I posted um, our last podcast and I put it on Instagram, I did have people come back to me and give me their recommendations. I had one person, <laughs> I guess, not people, one person. That's, okay. that's, that's good, though. That's better than none. Say, just embellish a little bit so that people feel left out. And they I had all of these people come back to me with this whole list. So I compiled a list of uh, people's favorite non-alcoholic beers, and we'll talk about those in a little bit. I like it. How you I been? like it already. Uh, not not so bad. Yeah. Uh, just to figure, it's busy over here. Yeah. Just good at, good and bad. Like I get a moments where I just don't want to be busy and I can't get out of it, which is frustrating. But, yeah. And there's just a lot going on in life. Life sometimes like man, 2024 <laughs> just just front loaded with nonsense. Is it already kicking your ass? Uh, well, personal stuff or work stuff? Uh, all of the above. Oh, okay. <clears throat> like. Nothing like for, well, I mean, I'm working on myself. Um, mm-hmm. and which is always good. We should always be working on ourselves. Yeah. Which I, I think it's, I've taken some good steps, but I have a long way. I feel like every, it's one of these situations. Every step I take, I start to realize that, man, I fucked up and I got a lot to do. No. <laughs> but, uh, I don't mean like, like totally screwed up, but like, there's just a lot of this constant work. Like there's no, yeah. I guess what I should say is that, the more you start learning about the challenges you face, mm-hmm. the the more work you you will realize you need to do to become the human being you want to be. Which is not a bad thing. No, recognizing it is important. Yeah. and so it's like I, th- I think a lot of people go into, and me included, thinking that you know a couple of therapy sessions or maybe a drug or two, everything will be great. Yeah. Uh, but if you're really doing the hard work, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, well, and the other good. thing too is, you know, my aunt is way beyond you, but my aunt Lori is a drug addict and all kinds of issues and stuff like that. And she kept going off her meds because all of a sudden she'd go, "Oh, I feel fine." Yep. And then she'd go off her meds, and then she'd spiral, crash, mm-hmm. and then go back on her meds, and then she'd feel fine, spiral, crash. It was like a whole yeah. cycle that she went on, and th- those things are there to to help. But once you go off them, plus a, you have to wean off them. Because it's really I mean, bad to just go yeah, it is. right off. And then, you know, two, they're there to, to help. And the reason why you might be feeling a little better, it could be because you stuck with the therapy, you're doing, you're exercising, like you're making all these good choices. And sometimes the drugs can kind of help with that process yeah. as well. So well, a lot of times with the medication too, like it <clears throat> takes a while to like a lot of them have to build up in your system yeah. over time, which is also why you have to wean off because like it can cause you to crash. But like, you feel better because it's finally gotten to a point where it's working. Yep. It doesn't happen day one, but I, I think we've done a really, we've done a pretty solid disservice to ourselves as a nation becoming like the, I just need a pill to fix it yep. sort of mentality. And like the underlying thought on that is like, I take the pill and now I'm all better. 
Yeah. Like that's just the one thing I have to do. And once I'm all better, it's over and I'm done. Yeah. It's not like getting rid of a headache. No, it's not. Or, I mean, and that's kind of our fast food culture, right? That's kind of our fast food mentality is that, you know, I got to hurry up. I got to get it now. I got to do it now. I got to, and not realizing that, you know, I mean, life takes time and everyone wants to hurry up and live it. Mm -hmm. It's like life takes time. This is a marathon. Raising kids takes time. I always, in my mind, even on my most frustrating days, and I've had some even lately with my children, my adult children, I'm just like, this is a marathon. I started mm-hmm. this the day they were born, and I'll see this complete when I die. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I hope as they get older that they start realizing, like yesterday in the car with Nathan, I was talking to him, and and I said, you know, he's <laughs> he's made typical 20-year-old choices. <laughs> and I said, I said, yeah, don't listen to the guy with 45 years of wisdom. And he goes, yeah, how stupid do you feel that a 20-year-old knows more than you? And I was like, dude, you have no idea. <laughs> You moron. And he was, well, he was being sarcastic, but. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but don't like, listen to me. I only know 45 that? years worth of things. When we were like in our 20s, I kind of all thought that. I like, was the same oh, way. I'm an adult and I got my shit together. My dad was in the car laughing because with us because he was like, <laughs> you sound like your dad at 20 years old. I turned out okay, I think. So, you know, there's hope. <laughs> yeah, more, more or less. <laughs> there's hope. There's hope. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, anything new on your end? Um, let's see. No, <laughs> I don't know. You had a check. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me check. Uh, no, uh, uh, no. <laughs> I thought this was interesting in the um in the news today. Uh, the Uh-oh. state of STDs in America. The top ten <laughs> states with the highest. Highest uh, rate of STDs. Mm, Kentucky. <laughs> okay. Arkansas. You're, you're, dude. Are you psychic? Number 10, Arizona. Arizona. That track, that's old people. Florida. Nine, Arkansas. Yeah, got that one. Yeah. See, if you Eight, let me go on. North Carolina. Mm, yeah. Seven, Roll Tide. Alabama. Six is South Carolina. That's it's, number five theme here. Is Georgia? There is a theme here. <laughs> Don't go whoring in the South. Uh, number or four. If you're going to put a hat on it, yeah, like two maybe. Uh, number four is Alaska, and that's they got nothing but to do up there but to poke each other. So uh, this one I found kind of interesting, and this might be because it's probably not a very exciting state. South Dakota came in at number three. Sorry, Craig. Um, Craig's in South Dakota. Does he have the clap? No, he is a he is a very happy married man. <laughs> good. Uh, number good. number two in Louisiana, and coming in at number one, I wish I had a drum. Guess you already Kentucky. said it. No, nope. wait. Did, what did I already say? Um, what did I say? M I double I M I double S I double S I double P P I. So yeah, Mississippi. Wonder why Mississippi. Uh, according to this is from U.S. News and World Report. I don't know anything. I think they're a reputable uh, <laughs> website or news organization. Uh, the total STD rate is one thousand two hundred sixty-four per hundred thousand. Huh. Chlamydia is at seven hundred eighty-one point two per hundred thousand. 
Mm-hmm. Gonorrhea is 300. And, and you know what? They have like, I guess they have like super gonorrhea and super chlamydia now where like antibiotics that they normally use don't work. Gross. What do you do? I just let your ding dong fall. I don't actually <laughs> don't know what it does to you. <laughs> so I have no idea. I do. Not because I got it, but because mm. in our health class in high school, oh, yeah. they showed us pictures. Yes, ours too. Of And dude, if there is, if there's, not a better deterrent for having either safe sex or no sex before marriage. It is those pictures. Yeah. Fungus grown out of your, (laughs) (laughs) well, they told you they had to take like a giant Q-tip and stick it in your hole of your penis to, to, Oh my God, dude. I was like, no, no thanks. No thanks. This is good. This is fun. This is a good conversation. I yeah, mean, people so should I'm, be aware. I'm sure they've done some studies on it or somebody has some theories on it, but I wouldn't be surprised <sighs> if it's like a combination of like, like if you compared it to the age of education, like the amount of education, how educated people are. Yeah. And like some of these more conservative states won't allow for sex education. It's like, I was like, I don't think it needs to be, I think there's a balance, but I think learning about your bodies when you're like a teenager is important. Understanding how things work being scared shitless about getting the clap. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, but like the, the thing that I think a lot of conservative parents miss is that teenagers are going to do this shit anyway. Yeah. Like, so we might as well try to educate them and make sure that if they're going to make that choice to put their wiener in something mm-hmm. that they put a hat on it. Mm-hmm. Like I bet they're, I bet in those same States, the rate of teenage pregnancy is higher too. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't look past that. I just except I, for except for in Arizona, that's just all old people. Yeah, yeah, it's those old people. They're like, I can't get pregnant anymore. Yep. Or you know, Frank's here's not shooting any more <laughs> bullets. You know, like I'll be fine. Doesn't stop the disease. <laughs> hey Edgar, take one of them blue pills and come see me yeah. in half an hour. <laughs> Are you on Instagram very often? Uh, sometimes, yeah, dude. For some reason. I'm getting, and I don't look at this stuff. I get hymns and Romans ads oh, all yeah. the time. It's probably because you like look at vitamin stuff. Like they're, oh, it might be supplement stuff. Yeah. But still, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Do you get the ads for flashlights? I don't. I don't get those. Oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I do on YouTube. Uh huh. I don't get them on. Well, I pay for there's, YouTube, so that's probably why I do. I have premium. There's one on, there's one on YouTube that like the the commercial starts out with like tired of just getting a blowjob on your birthday. Oh my gosh! <laughs> all, like a mechanical blowjob machine. <laughs> it's really funny. Good lord! <laughs> I did see, however, everyone's freaking out about uh, the Dune Two popcorn. Have you seen this? I have not. Okay, so you know the movie Dune. Yep. Okay, and. There's a part two is coming out. Yep. Okay. And the big sandworms. Yep. So it's a popcorn topper that you put that they've been putting on top of the popcorn buckets. And it looks like the, it looks like the sand, um, the face or the head of the sand. (laughs) That's terrible. And people are like, (laughs) like, I know what Uh, you're doing in the movie theater. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I just, uh, extra look at that. Extra butter, please. I don't know. Why is it so sticky? Yeah, exactly. Don't put your hand in that. I thought that was pretty gross. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know why. Who thought I'm that was good marketing? Though, like, 
That's, you got to have a pretty big wanger for that to like have an impact. But like, not even that. It's just who in marketing thought like <laughs> like no one on the internet's going to do anything dirty with this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it just looks like a flower with a hole in the middle. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like if I tried to try to jack off with that thing, it'd be like throwing hot dogs down a hallway. There is no way. I mean, you don't know. Me. I mean, I haven't seen oh, it in real life. I know how big a popcorn bucket is, and I know how big my dick is. I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> they're not equivalent. <laughs> oh, this is like old days. This is like uh, ninety episodes ago. Talk. This is great. Um, well, I'm gonna pop my beer open. Yes. Oh, let's start with that because okay. So we're still we're gonna do another dry episode, but next yeah. week you're not doing dry, right? You're moist next week, right? Yeah. You will have to talk about that because there's some complications, but that's all right. We'll have a conversation. We'll have to, I have to say not, it. Not right to, now. I have to say it like uh, the right way. Hold on. I got to get a little water in my mouth. Mm. Moist. moist. We got to say moist. It's moist next week. There you go. All right. So. Yeah. So what are you drinking tonight? Johnny? I've never had this before. I'm having Guinness zero. Um, Unfortunately, the the grocery store that's easiest for me to find these at um, didn't have a lot of options. Okay, so so this is where I'm at. All right, so Guinness Zero, but I'm not disappointed because uh, it's one of those stores where they like have the broken packs and you can buy a six pack of random things. So I only had to buy one to try this instead of a full. I think they come in fours. Okay, um, but word is it's pretty good. So we'll see. It's got <laughs> the word the- on the street. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I was talking to somebody about making these non-alcoholic beers. They're like gluten-free beers, and it's like stouts where it's at on these things because there's so much flavor in a stout or a porter mm, that okay. it's like easy to cover up weird flavors. Gotcha. Versus like a lager where it's hard. So I don't know. Anyway, it's got the the little uh, what do they call it? It's not a dongle. It's called a. There's a name for it. The Hanging little plastic Chad. thing in it. Tab. Oh no, it's got the nitro. Yeah, there's like a there's a name for the thing that's in it okay uh hold on i should know this i used to know this uh let's see plastic thingy in guinness <laughs> it's like a nitrous car- cartridge right a little nitrous cartridge it's a little plastic uh it's a, oh they call it a widget widget it is a tiny plastic ball inside the beer cans and it like it's full of nitrogen and when you open the can it depressurizes and okay. fluffs the beer fluffs it Awesome. The once opened, the widgets nitrogenated beer squirts into the rest of the beer, giving it a velvety texture. My goodness. Oh, I already heard it. Is it in can or bottle? It's in a can. Sorry. It started. You got to open it quick. Yeah. You got to dump it out too. You got to pour it out quick too, right? Yeah. Well, it seems to me if you just open it quick, it's just fine. But if you kind of pussyfoot it, it starts spraying all over your pinkies. <laughs> I got I got non-alcoholic beer on my hands. No, oh, drunk. I mean, it looks just like a regular Guinness. It's yeah, got it that like that kind of um, skating you see it? foam. Yeah. Oh, it's <laughs> no. I did it <laughs> first, but yeah. My camera is. Why do you have the blur on? Because I don't want you to see my flashlight. <laughs> Your dildo <laughs> hanging out in the back. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't. My my. Um, I think the people that are watching didn't like it. They were trying to what is it called when they when they blur something out? Censor, censor me. They're trying to censor my beer. You need more alcohol, in, buddy. You didn't put your in your brain is your brain is dehydrating <laughs> oh, from all God. the non-alcohol. 
Holy fuck. I can't even, I don't even know how to, anyway, I'm just going <laughs> to drink it. What's fluffy, it looks just like a Guinness. So good on them for that one. Yeah. But well. I guess iced coffee kind of does the same thing. Yeah. Nitro coffee. Nitro, which I think is gross. It's pretty good. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, it's not the same as a, Guinness, as a regular Guinness, but it's pretty close. It's got that similar flavor. Yeah. Good velvety texture. Feels like it's not quite as dark flavored is the the original. Okay. I might, but it's it's good enough that I would have it again. So I might get another one at some point and try them side by side and see how that goes. Is it good enough that it would trick somebody? Yes. Yeah. Wow, that's Absolutely. pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, like it it feels the mouth feel is a little thin. <laughs> yeah. But like I feel like Guinness is one of those ones that everybody like unless you're like a tried and true longtime drinker of Guinness, you probably wouldn't even know. And Guinness is between already between four and five percent, I think. Anyways, yeah, it's it's relatively light, <clears throat> light bodied. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, I I think if you handed this to somebody, they would have no idea. Yeah. Awesome. So good job, Guinness. Yeah. Well, tonight I'm going to have the Fremont non-alcoholic stout. Now this is from Fremont uh, Brewing Company uh, in the center of the universe in Fremont, Washington. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was surprised to find this. I was looking for another non-alcoholic beer. I was actually looking for the Bitburger and could not find it um, at the Fred Meyer that I was at this morning. Uh, but I found this stout, and I love stout. So, I, And I haven't had a stout, non-alcoholic stout yet. Um, again, I find near beers overly expensive and all the calories, none of the fun. Yep. Um, I think they're kind of a waste. I might as well just drink water, honestly. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to crack this guy open. So I will say, oh, go ahead. Well, you're sorry, that the Guinness is only 60 calories per 12 ounce. Oh, it's not bad. So yeah. it's still, still not bad. This does not tell me how many calories. <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably going to be around that. Stouts are typically, uh, they don't have a lot of calories in them anyways. They're a good option. Like Guinness is pretty low calorie for a beer. Well, Guinness is low calorie because it's <clears throat> low everything. But a lot of, the, yeah. if you get like a milk stout or some of the, like an imperial stout, those are going to be like, 250 calories a, yeah. a glass yeah, yep. or more. It can be. So uh, on the smell here, it smells like a stout. Got some nice chocolate coffee. Kind of a yeah grainy smell to it. I know I'm drinking it out of the can. I didn't have a glass. Sorry. Uh, on their website, it says, drink this anytime you like. Period. Thanks. It's a stout. Period. It's non-alcoholic. Period. It's just good beer without the alcohol. Can you call it a beer if it has no alcohol? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Right? I don't. I don't. That is a good question. I don't think beer has quite the same like stupid rules that whiskey does. It's it's like drinking stout water. Yeah. It, yeah. It's like probably a little thin. The Guinness is kind of that way. <clears throat> this is really thin, though. This is um, doesn't have the body at all. Yeah, it's got some of the taste. So if you wanted something that was watery, that kind of had a chocolatey, light coffee taste, this would be it. And a yeah. cereal has a kind of that grainy cereal taste to it too, as well. Yeah, the Guinness is kind of that way too. Like the mouthfeel, like it just it does. It's not the same. It definitely is different, but still all right. This is medium bodied <clears throat> on it. I'd say it's more light bodied. It says medium carbonation. I would agree with that. It's not super carbonated, like a seltzer water. Um, it's got a, it's got a pretty, it's got carbonation, but you can tell it's not. 
fermentation, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but it's not uh, bad. It's not terrible. The wit so beer I, from Athletic Brewing Company was worse. Oh yeah, no thanks. I don't really like theirs that much. The last one I had, the hazy APA, was all right. Yeah, but like, I'm so not going to seek it out. So, just for the record, mm-hmm. the definition of a beer is an alcoholic drink made from yeast fermented malt flavored with hops. <clears throat> However, a counterpoint to that would be, what about root beer? Yeah, I mean, originally root beer was fermented, I think. Mm. Um, but it was made with different ingredients. Um, but like Barks root beer is not alcoholic and they call that beer root beer. I don't know if root beer and beer are considered different things, but I think so. I don't, but know. they're both fermented, right? I mean, you're both, there's a, both a, there's a distillation process with, root, with root, beer? root beer. I don't know. You can do a root beer extract and make root beer at home. I've done it before. No fermentation needed. Yeah. What is it? I mean, is there any kind of, um, it's, it's like flavoring and you put sugar with it and water and oh. that's, that's about it. I mean, the, 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 it's probably because the tra- traditional process of making it like sarsaparilla is you bottle condition it. That's how you get it carbonated. So like you add yeast and sugar to the bottle, cap it. And as the yeast eats to sugar, it pressurizes the bottle and gets that, the, the fizz. Yeah. Um, unlike the theory um, of Yahoo Sirius where he learned how to split the atoms so he could carbonate beer in Australia. Have you ever seen that movie? Which one? It's uh, what is it called? The new uh, one. Young I-, I think it's called. It's called Young Einstein. No, I haven't seen that. So some something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's an Australian movie, and like the entire premise is like he's super smart, but he likes to play music, and oh. he's trying to figure out how to split the atom so that he can carbonate beer. Oh, isn't that the uh, the guy who played Iceman on Top Top Gun? Isn't he the main Del- guy? Del Kilmer. Yeah. Oh my God! I can't believe uh, no. I forgot Val Kilmer's name. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, no, no. The guy's name is 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 called Yahoo Serious. Um, Val oh, Kilmer Yahoo Serious. Uh, yeah, Val I Kilmer remember that guy. Played um, was in uh, Real Genius. Yes, Real Genius was the one I was thinking about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yahoo Serious. <laughs> Greg not, Gomez. Yeah, I forgot about this guy. Yeah, Young Einstein. Uh, Nineteen eighty-eight. It's a great movie. It's totally ridiculous. Maybe <laughs> I next totally time we're forgot back, we'll about this guy. <laughs> so good. What are these doing today? Uh, well, let's ask. Uh, let's ask our um, AI if root beer is beer. What do you think? Yeah, sure. All right, here, I got to I got to dial it up here. <laughs> Hold on. Shall we play a game? Uh, yes, we shall. Uh, AI uh, is root beer beer. Uh, let's see. It says, no, actually, root beer is not beer. Despite the word beer in its name, root beer is a non-alcoholic carbonated beverage. Yep. There it's you go. typically sweet, has a distinct flavor, often derived from roots such as sassafras or sarsaparilla, along with various herbs and spices. Root beer is often consumed as a soft drink or used to make root beer floats by combining it with vanilla ice cream, which is the best. And unlike alcoholic beer, root beer does not contain alcohol and is safe for people of all ages to consume. Is non-alcoholic beer considered beer? And if not, why don't they just sell it to kids then when we're at a place? So we talked about this last year, our last episode. So I think 
Well, I like this one has 0.5% alcohol in it. Mine's is less than 0.5% alcohol, but kombucha oh, yeah, less has less than, than 0.5% alcohol uh-huh. in it, right? Kids can, kids can buy that. Yeah. So it says it's considered a type of beer, which is very confusing. It's yeah. probably the process and how it's made. Yeah. Uh, so non-alcoholic beer is brewed like traditional beer, but undergoes a process to remove or reduce alcohol, which sounds like a lot more work than a brewery <clears> needs <throat> to make. But, you know, whatever's in fashion, like, you know, the teetotalers come out and they go to the bar and you get a lot of guys that say, hey, I, I'd like a non-alcoholic beer. Or for our DDs, you know, they want something that's not going to have all the effects. So, mm-hmm. And we love it's our designated drivers for sure. Yes, yes, we do. All right. Okay. So, uh, so I have one. I got a comment from a listener. All right. Uh, this is uh, from Whitney. And you met Whitney, Whitney and Jessica. Uh, we yep. met them at a No Agenda meetup, and then we had them over for dinner, and you guys came over. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, from our last episode, she says, Mui Bien, I stopped drinking in September after being brainwashed by one Ayurveda podcast episode. I probably jacked that name. And have tried <laughs> many non-alcoholic beers since. Here's her top five if I'm interested. And I'm always interested in what Whitney has to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Bitburger. So she found that at the Met Market, and she said that's her number one non-alcoholic beer. Number two would be the Heineken Zero. Mm. Oh, I got one of those in my fridge. Number three is Athletic Brewing Winter Ale. She thinks it's called After Dark or something like that. Mm. Number four is Best Day Brewing Hazy IPA, and I like the Best Day Brewing Kolsch. That one was actually not bad. Mm. And the Porter Style from that brewery in Bend, the one that makes Black Butte. Descahooties. Descahooties. That's right. So I guess they make a non-alcoholic porter style. Deschutes. Deschutes. Good for them. Yeah. So anyways, that's Whitney. So that's a recommendation for all you guys out there. And I know there's a couple of you that listen to our nonsense and I appreciate it, but you don't drink because you come Mm -hmm. for our, uh, our smarts. Our our witty banter. (laughs) Our (laughs) penis jokes. (laughs) Wes says a rapist wit. I do. I do. Um, yep. Uh, anyways, I don't know where to go from that. Cause all right. Yeah. Well, so we're, since we're talking about beer, it's time for beer trivia. Beer trivia. Let's do it. All right. Let's make oh, that hold happen. on. I got a, I got a, I got a jingle. <laughs> it's time now for John Harrison's beer trivia. I wish I could say that I actually made these questions up, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> <laughs> just, All right. <laughs> instead of hyping up this segment, you're like, I wish I was smart enough to do this. <laughs> oh, fuck. My therapist says I need less negative self-talk. And yeah, you got to hype yourself up. Damn, why are you such an idiot? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it. Beer 101, beerology, buzzwords, or pub crawl? Let's do the 101. 101. I can't beer remember what I did last time. I don't know. Me neither. This is what happens when we don't drink. You can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write beer 101 in my notes here just so I remember what I did last time. All right. Perfect. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Flashlight on because I'm getting old. Flashlight on. Flashlight on. Different thing. <laughs> Question. Which special interest group lobbied Wisconsin? Ooh, this is fun. It's government talk. Oh, I like government which talk. Which special interest group lobbied Wisconsin to change the state drink from milk to beer? <laughs> 
<laughs> United Brewing Association, International Fraternity Council, PETA, People <laughs> for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, or Anheuser-Busch. Oh, it's either one or three. I'm going to say three. I'm going to say it's Anheuser-Busch. Oh, here's a curveball. Yeah. It's PETA. It's PETA. No. In 2000, the people oh, for the ethical treatment sh- of animals, it actually makes it was now. It was in the, it was in the question with milk. Yep. They contended that milk is harmful to humans and meant only for calves and therefore launched a got beer advertising campaign. They did not, however, address the impact of a six pack of pale ale on four year olds. And the mothers against drink driving protested. They ended the program. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm actually kind of agreeing with that. Like milk, I, I don't think is good for humans. Like it was a good substitute at a time when we needed it mm-hmm. during the depression. But yep. milk is made for baby calves to get really fat <laughs> really quick. Yeah. Well, and you remember it's that not really to, for human consumption. Like one of the ways that they would um, um, increase milk production is they would give growth hormones to the to the cows. Yeah. They'd produce more milk. Yeah. And that caused a lot of health <clears throat> issues for children that drank yes. a lot of the milk because they would grow too big. And, they, and their, their bodies would grow faster than their bones could keep yep. up. And then, like, they had all sorts of joint problems. So, mm-hmm. so thanks, science. Where were you on that one? Yeah, science. Science. Bunch of bitches. Anyways. Yeah. Why can't we just smoke like regular people? Yeah. Why do we have to know that smoking's bad? I want the yeah. good old days where my doctor prescribed a pack of cigarettes for my consumption. What's this lump in my side? Oh, you should switch to menthols. <laughs> That'll take care of it. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> take 750 uh, milliliters of this uh, brown liquid that we made. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, while we're on the topic of nonsense, yeah. um, I found, a. am not going to say this right, but it is re- it's related to the podcast because it's about drinking. Yes. And it's a German word. Oh, hold on. Oh, yeah. We got the... Well, this is perfect. You know what I should do here? I think I figured it out. This is for the Balderdash pod, uh, word on the podcast. I should have uh, Max do some German screamo over that. Oh, yeah. That'd be great. I think that'd be perfect, right? That would be He's tough. so soft-spoken. I don't think... I think it would hurt his throat, larynx, yeah. something. All right. What Maybe do you got? He- Maybe you could just recite a poem over it. <laughs> oh, yes. Like a sweet German yeah. haiku. <laughs> That's good. All right. What's think, the word? Uh, well, okay. So there's two of them. Okay. Um, the first one is der Sofkumpen. Uh, der Sofkumpen. How do you spell it? I'm not going to look it up. I'm writing it down. D R. Uh, S-A-U-F-K-U-M-P-A-N. Hold on. S- spell Soft that again. Kumpen. Say that, Spell that whole thing S- again. S-A-U-F-K-U-M-P-A-N. What's the last part there? Safkumpen. It's P-A-N. S-A-U-F-K-U-M-P-A-N. Safkumpen. Okay. Yeah. What's the second you wanna, word? You want to know what it is? No. Not until the oh, end the, of the show. The other, this, the second word, it's a lint and they're, dick. Un, they're unrelated. <laughs> the second word is related to this, okay. also a German word. Okay. Hoden kobold. Holden? Hoden? Hoden. Is it H-O-D- all one word? 
Eight, yeah, all one word. Okay. Odin Kobold. Okay. H O D E N K O B O L D. Hoden Kobold. Hoden Kobold. Soft Company. Soft Company. And Hoden Kobold. And Hoden Kobold. Oh. Maybe I should see if Max wants to take a call. No. And we can yeah, ask if, him. I, if, I'm probably not pronouncing it correctly. So That'd be great really for him that. to tell you that you're wrong. Hold on. <laughs> I'll I'll text him and we'll we'll see because I think he's he might be available. So th- just for the record, these are like <clears throat> slang terms for different things. So oh, okay. Depending on the part of the country you're in, you might not use this as a word, but you might. German German words are, are fun. German words are fun because they never necessarily sound like what they're supposed to be. <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos where the people like, there's like five different people, they all speak different languages and it's like, like library in Spanish biblioteca Biblioteca. and then and then they do it in french and portuguese and some other even not related language and then they do the german version and it'll be like die buchenstable (laughs) (laughs) i love those those are my favorite (laughs) those are my favorite so he's moving so they're you know they they're not he's not going to be my german neighbor max anymore Mm. uh they moved to port orchard and so i think that's what they're doing currently right now is there so, right, right now yeah so uh so i'm kind of sad because i don't know what kind of crazy neighbors i'm going to get because i think i really walked out getting them as neighbors yeah that's true well it happened good once it could happen again i hope so positive thoughts yeah positive positive vibes hey go have, johnny have some, i like have that some self-control over your emotions yeah well hey you know and speaking of self-control i'm glad you brought that up <laughs> not planned at all <laughs> Nope. Uh, is uh, that's going to be our topic tonight? Is talking about <laughs> self control, but I'm just going to focus on one aspect. I'm not going to talk about how uh, disgustingly fat Wes, because he can't stop himself from going in the candy drawer at work, um, <laughs> self control. <laughs> I'm going to talk a little bit more about uh, maybe like our the time management, the goal setting kind of stuff that we can do to kind of help us with some self-control. So if you're feeling a little bit out of sorts and not being able to keep things a little bit more uh, organized, I guess, uh, this might be a, a great help for you. And mm-hmm. uh, so I hope, I hope it'll help you guys. Cause I'm going to put some of these actually into practice. And I have been since last year, I've been kind of working on some of these things. Um, so really self-control has to do with the ability to regulate your emotions your thoughts, your behaviors, so that you can uh, pursue and achieve long-term goals that you might have. Um, you know, so like I have a long-term goal of you know actually being um, in shape, and You're that's been my goal. For, yeah, other than around, and uh, <laughs> and so that's something I've been trying to work on for the last twenty years. And uh, you know, I've made some, I made some gains, um, and uh, I, but I. You know, it's always this part has always seems like a struggle for some people. It's not a very much of a struggle, but for me, this has always been uh, quite a struggle. Uh, so I do some things where I, I work out every day, and I, I don't really watch my calories, but I try to watch how much sugar or carbs and stuff like that. And so those are kind of things that I set in my mind. And some days I'm I'm really great. I'll go like two weeks where I won't have anything out of the candy drawer at work, and then and then I'll be like two days where I just binge because I'm a piece of crap. Uh, so. 
you gotta be nice to yourself. Man. No, I'm fine. I'm I'm not it doesn't make me feel bad. You know, sometimes I look at myself if I'm like <laughs> if I'm feeling stupid, I'll look at myself in the mirror and go, You're such a bitch. Stop being a bitch. And I'll be like, Yeah, I'm gonna stop being a bitch. And then I'll yeah. go out and I'll be like, Yeah. And then I'll mm. get yeah, it's cool like that. So, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Uh so anyways, hey. so on this this one though, I thought we'd maybe focus on goal setting. And um, you know, in time management and those kind of things and those kind of healthy habits that maybe mm-hmm. all of us could could improve on. So um so we can we can do stuff like prioritize. So I don't know how <clears throat> what do you use for work? How do you prioritize like for work? Do you have a to-do list? Do you set up goals? Yeah, so, so um I structure my day. I, I heavily structure my day. So one of the skills, <laughs> this is a bit of an interview question and yeah. answer. Just anyone who's out there looking for a job when they ask you what is your biggest weakness? Yeah. This is always mine. And it and like this is unrelated to the topic. But when you're answering questions about your weaknesses, they don't actually care about what your weakness is. They care about what you do to solve your weakness. Yeah. So it's like share, like share, like for me, I'm terribly unorganized. Like I'm not great at time management. I know that. And so like a big part of what I do is I block out time to do anything that's a priority and I refuse to change it. So like my calendar is completely full all the time and it's color coded and I stick to it. Even small things like, I mean, it's not really a small, small thing, but like I have lunch blocked out on my calendar and I do not move it for anybody. Like that's my time. It's blocked every day. It's I won't good though, actually. Meetings. Like this is this. Is, I just say no. I'm like that's nope, that's Johnny my time. time. Yeah. So I need my break in the middle of the day. I need to have a snack and a rest from all the nonsense. So that's how we do it. Yeah. Um, at home, I make a lot of to do lists, and the way I motivate myself with the to do lists is I put stupid <clears> things on there mixed in with the important things. So it's like shower or poop. <laughs> mixed in with like change the oil in the car or install the cabinets or whatever. Like I'll I'll put. Lots of things in there because there's something very satisfying and motivating about crossing things off. Yeah. No, I agree with that 100%. Yep. I I feel the same way. I, I do a small kind of to-do list and I write things down that I don't want to forget or that I know that I'm probably going to have to – I'm not going to accomplish today, but I'll have to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I do that in a notepad. And then long-term things, I'll go into the calendar. Stuff that I know that I routinely do every year, like I pressure wash the shopping center twice a year. So I'll put on there, like I'll block out the days that I'll be pressure washing. And that way I can, you know, schedule all my stuff. Cause sometimes like next week I might go to Arizona mm-hmm. or the week after I might have to go to Arizona for work. So I just like, okay, well, you know, how's that going to work? So, but if I have stuff blocked out, I can move it around. I know what's going on. I have to change air filters and buildings and stuff like that. So I have to do a lot of maintenance on these buildings. Mm-hmm. So I have, and I do it quarterly, monthly or annually. So I got, I got to. I can block that stuff out, mm-hmm. but my calendar does not sound like yours. And I probably could be a little bit more efficient, but my job is so <clears throat> other than those things that I know that are routine maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job is kind of like on the fly things come up and I have to yeah. like deal with it now or, you know, it's hard for me to push off. I have, everything's kind of an immediate task. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> for sure. So what do you do to, to combat being like pulled in a million directions? So I prioritize in my head mostly is I'll, I'll start thinking about like, okay, well, you know, if I have a water leak here, if I have a roof leak there, like if I have a water main leak there or a roof leak here, or I have a light out in this suite, 
I mean, obviously I got to take care of the water leak and then the roof leak and then the light out, you know? So mm -hmm. I, I have to prioritize by like, what's the most immediate and potentially, um, expensive thing I got to do first. Mm -hmm. And then I go from there. And when I have slow times, I'll block off some stuff on my calendar for me. No one looks at my calendar. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a management or anyone like that that looks at Wes's calendar and says, oh, well, I can't bother him here or anything like that. Like I, I, I basically, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm the only employee of my LLC mm -hmm. there. So it's just me. I just report to a bunch of people who are going to come at me if I don't do my tasks. So I got to stay on top of things. I don't do the time blocking thing that you do. Um, I do do to-do to lists and I prioritize but a priority, like I just said, because um, of the question that you asked, is I do it by who, what's the most important first. And sometimes mm -hmm. I miss it, you know, and some days, like, I'm like, nothing's going on. And all of a sudden I get a call that, you know, the fire hydrant in our building in Colorado, you know, is busted and water's leaking all, uh, you know, all down into the street and freezing. Mm -hmm. And I'm here in Washington. So now I got to coordinate a whole bunch of stuff <laughs> from Washington about what's going on in Colorado. Mm -hmm. So, and I, and I can't delegate tasks as I'm, I'm it. Now I can delegate yeah. it to maybe a contractor, mm -hmm. you know, that I need help with. Like if, if it's plumbing things, like I can't do this plumbing. So I'll call contractors, plumbing companies like that to help me. But yeah. Yep. So um, <clears throat> there's a couple techniques that we could talk about. And mm -hmm. I haven't put these in place, but I was thinking about doing a couple of these. Um, the Pomodoro technique. So it's a time management method uh, developed by uh, Francesco Cirillo in the late 1980s. And this is how you can help improve your focus and productivity. I sound like Andrew Huberman now. This is now Huberman's lab. Uh, first, set a timer. And choose a task you want to work on and set a timer for a fixed interval, like 25 to 30 minutes. And only do that thing for that time. Mm -hmm. All your energy and all your focus goes into that task for 20 or 30 minutes. And that's all you're doing. And then when the timer rings, um, you take a short break, five minutes or so. Mm -hmm. And then you go back to the task for another 25 to 30 minutes. And that five-minute break supposedly helps your mind kind of relax and kind of think about all the things that you just did. So you're kind of processing all of those things. And mm -hmm. then when you go back to the task, you might look at it with fresh eyes. So you can get up, walk around, grab some coffee, talk to somebody and go back to the task. And then sometimes you might want to take, you know, longer breaks if you've been doing the same task for maybe like four different intervals. Mm -hmm. And then just track your progress too. So um, are you accomplishing more by doing this? Uh, did longer breaks help? Did longer time doing the task help? Stuff like that. And you can kind of help you with your focus. So if you're someone that's always easily distracted, I guess, if you work in an environment, like when I worked at Starbucks corporate, we're in cubicles. And so you might be focused on tasks, but now you got this person coming up to you. Now you got this phone call. Now you got this thing. Now you got that thing. Now you got this thing. And they're all coming at you as you're trying to focus on this one task. This kind of helps you block that out. So like what you do, You'd block out calendar time. If people look at your mm -hmm. calendar, it's like, I can't bother him right now because this is, you know, he's focusing on this. And they know, or or if you have a distracting thought, even having a notepad next to you and you can write down that distracting thought, yeah. and just put That's it aside. 
I probably should do that. That would be a good addition. Yeah. And then it's just something like, I can't think about that right now, but there it is. So I don't forget. And now I'm back to my task. Yeah. So that's the Pomodoro technique. And Pomodoro comes from the fixed interval. That's kind of the word is the fixed interval is Pomodoro. Mm. Oh, Coke was upset. Mm. Uh, Can you hear? Mm -hmm. Poor thing. Coco. So this can be used for various activities from studying and writing to coding, uh, household chores even. So it makes, it's a good tool for improving productivity in your day. Mm -hmm. If you're someone that feels like you start on one task and you're over here on this task and you never finish that task. You know, if you're that kind of person that's kind of scattered all over the place, this might be a solution for you. Yeah. It's a good idea. I yeah. like it. And the other one was smart goals. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. We talk about smart goals all the time at work. Um, that's this is a really common one, at least in uh, a lot of my past businesses. And even now we talk about smart goals. We're not always good at setting them, yeah. but we talk about them a lot. Do you remember what SMART stands for? Uh, it's an acronym. Yep. Spe- specific. Mm-hmm. Measurable. Uh, achievable. Let's forget the R and relevant and time bound. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly relevant and time bound. Yeah. So, uh, so I asked, uh, so I was thinking about some specific examples. So like if you're career driven, right, this is, if you wanted to like increase your sales performance would be your specific goal. That's pretty broad, but you could just say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to increase my sales. Your measurable would be, uh, I'm going to achieve 10 to 20% increase in sales within the next quarter. You're going to achieve this by impl- implementing a new strategy or client outreach, a new whatever. And your relevant is, is it aligned with the company's objectives and your career growth? Am I doing something that the company wants? It's like, maybe it's ethical. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then is it, is it moving you too? Is it moving your, your growth as well within that company? And then you have to give it a, um, you have to give it a, a specific end time, right? That's the time mm-hmm. bound. So yep. if I'm going to do it this quarter, then by the end of the quarter, I should see a 20% increase or a 10 to 20% increase mm-hmm. <clears throat> for like health. If you're someone that's, you know, needs health, this could be really helpful. Like if you wanted to like, you know, um, have better cardiovascular health, like I can't run, uh, very far. Right. So there's a great program actually that it's kind of good about this. It's called couch to couch to 5k. You can look mm-hmm. it up on online oh, yeah. and it's just basically how you can do interval running. <clears throat> like, I think it's like, uh, you run for 20 seconds, rest for 30 or walk for 30, run for 20. And then you, every, I think after every three days or three times running, you increase it until eventually you're just running a whole 5k mm-hmm. and you're just improving your cardiovascular. So you could say, well, I want to be able to run, uh, 5k or three miles, about three miles without stopping in the next two months. That's great. You can achieve this by following a structured running program like Couch to 5K. It's relevant because it over it improves your overall health and your well-being. Mm-hmm. I never like I like exercising. I do feel good when I'm done exercising. Uh I did when I used to run. Um I do um I do like level 2 cardiovascular stuff on my treadmill now where you're just getting to a, a certain heart rate. And staying mm-hmm. there the whole time. But when I used to run, I used to get the runners high, but it was also like painful. I hated mm-hmm. running. I don't like running at all. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. <clears throat> and then time bound is like, well, two months. So I want I have a 5K. So if, if there's like a 5K coming up in your city, 
Like, I think there's always like the St. Patrick's Day dash or something like that here in oh, Seattle. Stuff all the time. Yeah. Then you can be like, okay, well, by this time, I want to be able to run it. And so now you can start your program and you can use smart goals to kind of set your program and, and try to achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. So there, those are two really good tools. I think that'll help people either focus um, and kind of clear distractions and then set achievable goals, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Don't disagree. Yeah. So, um, you know, other healthy habits that you can try to implement on these things, of course, would always be like regular exercise, balanced diet. Though the diet thing has always eluded me, um, A, because I I lack some self-control in that area. (laughs) But B, there's so much information out there. I don't, I don't want to spend time like, like, okay, this week I'm going to, or this month I'm going to try Mediterranean diet and see if that works. Just to me, that seems like way too much work. And not everyone yeah, like, in my house will go, it will do it with me. So I'm always, I think that's, that's the hard part. It's like with, when you have to eat with a family and other people are like making decisions sort of for you, yeah. that makes it hard. Uh, but like I'm by myself a lot and I find it hard as well. Cause like there's foods that I like that, you know, like <clears throat> I, if I go to the, like, go, if I go to the grocery store hungry, I almost always get something I shouldn't have gotten oh, and yeah. I eat it all and I shouldn't have eaten it. Yeah. I make those bad decisions. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I have been pretty good the last week or two though. Like, like the Mediterranean diets one, it's, it's probably the easiest like diet, quote yeah. unquote diet to yeah. follow. Cause it really is just like more vegetables and lean protein, yeah. less refined carbs, yeah. which is like, that's pretty straightforward. That's easy. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. And, uh, oh, mine's always, uh, dill pickle chips. Hmm. Mm. I always get in trouble with those. Yummy. I don't know how many times I have to pass those by at a grocery store and be like, no, I can't. I can't. I want to. Yeah. Chips in general. Like our snack while at work is just full of potato chips and like snacky, crunchy, salty things. Yeah. So I'm pretty good about ignoring most of it. Yeah. I try for the most part, but uh, anyways. I think if there was more pizza, I would struggle, but. Oh, yeah, they get Costco pizza in my work sometimes, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. You guys are killing me. <laughs> um, Literally, we're just clogging up. Yeah. Uh, adequate hydration, sufficient sleep, stress management, medical checkups. I find as I get older, you know, not wanting to go to the doctor <laughs> is kind of how mm-hmm. I feel, but I know that I have to. Because they're going to tell you something's wrong. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I already know that something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> out of shape not doing what i'm supposed to be doing yeah i don't need to pay somebody to tell me i'm fat yeah i mean so as i'm thinking about this what are some goals um specifically that you john uh would like to implement this year what are some things that you're thinking about that you'd like to implement um or that maybe you're already working on i'm right now i'm trying to go to bed earlier so i can wake up early and exercise i like I tried to do that thing where I'd come home after work and exercise and it's just impossible. I never do it. Yeah. But you get home um, later. I do get home later, but I'm just like so unmotivated when I get home. Yeah. Um, but I know that if I get in the habit of it, I've done it before. Um, I know if I'm in the habit of it, I do pretty good about getting up and exercising. So, but I need to go to bed earlier and I like, it's like shut the screen off and be in bed by a certain time and like stop doom scrolling, things like that. Like there's lots of little goals yeah. to get that get to that bigger goal, yeah. get to that step. So, and part of that too is like, like in my, my health journey this year, taking care of myself, like I have a, I tend to snack a lot well after, um, 
like, well, after I eat like yeah. nine o'clock at night, I'm like, Oh, I'm just gonna eat some chips. <laughs> so like, so like one of my goals is to not eat after eight <clears throat> o'clock because like that last hour or two before I go to bed is like, that's when I destroy my diet. Yep. That's, that's when I eat like shit. That's so, when you know, like I should be asleep now. Instead I am eating. Yeah. I made nachos. <laughs> What? Come on. <laughs> oh, so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. One of my goals this year was um, I want to read more, mm, you know, yeah. so turn off the TV, spend some more time in some books, reading, uh, spend some more time reading the Bible and actually, you know, like going through the Bible again. I used to read the Bible all the way through almost every year. Um, and then I just stopped and I just pick it up every now and then and kind of read through it. And Dan and I would do a devotional and stuff like that. But I think I need to get, you know, like back into that. I still find a lot of wisdom in it. Mm-hmm. Wisdom that like, it's like, Oh yeah, I, I could probably be a better person if I impl- implemented this again, <laughs> you know? And you know, that's, I, I had a, you know, I had a friend once that, you know, read the Bible once and they were like, well, that's it. <laughs> and I find it something that I, I need to read all the time because there's stuff that I forget about, you know, what kind of person that I try to represent, you know? So if I say I like, I follow Jesus, but I'm not a very good Jesus follower that I'm not representing Jesus very well or my faith. It's kind of fake faith. And I don't want necessarily to have a fake faith because I actually believe in it. Uh, so working on stuff like that. So those are probably the two things that I've been trying to work on a little bit more um, this year. And so far, it's been successful. I mean, I've, I've burned through. I'm almost finished with the book that I started late last year. Um, and that's only because I've been spending more time reading it. And I find it, you know, peaceful. Fiction, nonfiction? What are you reading? It's fiction. I'm reading through the Lonesome Dove series. So I started with the book Lonesome mm-hmm. Dove. I went on this, like, cowboy kick. I love these westerns now. <laughs> and... I started with Lonesome Dove because everyone said this is like the cowboy book. And I was like a quarter of the way through it. And for some reason, it was one of those nights where I was kind of like, eh, and I looked at the back of the book and the front of the book. And I was just kind of like looking through it. And it was like, read the rest of the series and the prequels. I was like, there's prequels by the same <laughs> author. And so I was like, yeah. okay. And so I read through the first book. It's called Dead Man's Walk. <clears throat> really good book. And now I'm, and that was like, I don't know, 400 pages. And then the the second book is Comanche's Moon, which is what I'm reading right now. And that's like 750 pages. It's like a Harry Potter novel. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, but it's good. And it goes, there's really interesting characters and they're funny and they're complex and they're sad. Um, And so I'm almost finished with it and I'm excited because it's actually, from what I remember reading of Lonesome Dove, it's actually informing a lot of questions that I had while I was reading Lonesome Dove. And Lonesome Dove is a big Pulitzer Prize winning book. So, um, yeah. But you like it? It's good? So far, I really, really enjoy it. Like I said, I'm mm-hmm. almost done. I'm excited to finish it because, not because I'm, I want to finish it. I'm excited to see how it ends on this, on this particular book. And I have a whole bunch. I got, um, I got a whole bunch of books like lined up Blood Meridian, um, that I want to read next. Um, the Sisters Brothers, um, you know, so there's a lot of like books that I have. I buy, I'm a book hoarder. I buy books <laughs> and I just put them in shelves, hoping that one day I might uh, not be so lazy to stop watching TV and actually like pick up a book and educate my brain. And, and I feel like my brain's doing more better processing by reading than 
watching some stupid TV show. Mm. So yeah, can see that. So yeah, so that's you know that's kind of what I want to work on this year. Those are two two big things that I'm kind of working on. And uh, yeah, hopefully, I, hopefully I'll do better if I can get through. I think if my an achievable goal would be that by the end of the year I have finished Comanche Moon, Lonesome Dove, and one other book, and hopefully I've read through the Bible. So it's a good goal. I dig it. So hopefully those are the things that uh, that that I'll get. So uh, should we try Marcus? Should we try Max and see if he wants to? Did he did he respond he, to you? Yeah, he did. He goes, uh, what's the topic? So I'm not unprepared. And I said, German words. <laughs> and he goes, well, that's probably something I should know anything in particular that I should know about. Uh, the, the meaning since we're, we're, we're winding down here. Yeah. We can do this. The meaning of the words. And then well, we'll see here. I'll try to, I'm going to connect a Bluetooth. I know this is, this is gripping podcasting folks. Yeah. As we do this, this is, here. This is when you take a drink or a pee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to connect my Bluetooth. Nope, not that one. This one. Yep, there we go. Up on that. And Roadcaster Pro 2 is connected. Now we get to call the Maxinator. And let's see what he says. Ooh, you can hear it. Okay, That's good. Lovely. You hear the ring? You're gonna have to tell it's very me. official. I don't know if I can pronounce it, but I'll try. <clears throat> Hi, Marcus. Hi. How's it going? Hi, good. How are hey, you? Max. Good. We're doing good. Hi, hey. John. So our Boulder Dash word of the podcast uh, on this yeah. episode are two German words that uh, okay. John came up with, and we would like to know the meaning to it. He knows what they mean, but. We want to well, we want to embarrass him by how he pronounces them. Yeah, I assume I pronounce them incorrectly, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, you that's go ahead. So, the first one is uh, Saufkampen. I don't know if I said that right. S a u f almost. It's Saufkampen. Saufkampen. What does it mean? Saufkampen. Yeah, it's drinking buddies or yeah. drinking buddy. <laughs> Saufkampen. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, the, the, the description I got is that friend who always accompanies you for drinks to the point where they are the first one you invite to a bar. Yeah, it's basically the, the 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 dude that you don't even ask if they want to come drink. You just tell them, you know, like a time and place, and He's they'll there. be there. Going drinking <laughs> and <they just> show. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, the second one was Hoden Kobold. Hoden Kobold? H O D E N K O B O L D. I've never Hoden, heard. I'm, I mean, Hoden I can Kobold? tell you what both of the Hoden Kobold. Um, you, know you say it Hoden Kobold? But, I don't know. Hoden but, Kobold? Um, Hoden Kobold. Hoden Kobold. <laughs> so Hoden what, are the, Kobold. what do the two words mean? Um, uh, kobold is like a um, uh, like a gnome, um, like a little not not dwarf, like, like, a, like a little uh, yeah yeah like a little figure that's not real. They're not not there, and they're doing all kinds of 
um, funny things, you know, to do is I think it's probably a bit like Elf on the sh is it Elf on the Shelf? Like that like, is all like, the like causing mischief. Yes. Ka yes. Yeah. Ka yeah. Okay. And um, that that's 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 the cobalt on and and Hoden is balls for the 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 the, the ball, ball sack. So it's, yeah, the, the testicles. <laughs> Okay, the so, testicles. So what do you have, John, as what this means? It means it's the direct <laughs> yeah, no, translation no, no. that I've been told is a testicle gremlin. <laughs> a testicle. Okay, yeah, a testicle gremlin. Yeah. Yeah, but and it's someone who is annoying and is constantly on your nerves. Also, their face resembles a pair of testicles. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. What would you call a person like that, Max? What would you use? Oh... Uh, an annoying person that always gets on your nerves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> good, good, good question. Uh, but you have to say in German. Annoying. Yeah, but um, in German. Oh no, no, I, I, I know what it's probably like. The more common word of that would be Nervensäge. 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 I can't say that. Yeah, you know we like to put words together. Yeah, yeah. So nerven, it's the nerves. Yeah. And uh, zaga means saw. So it's basically someone that saws on your nerves, a, oh, a nerve saw. Nerve saw. Oh, I, yeah. I like that. Yeah. A nerve saw. I didn't have to censor you yeah. on that. <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> I thought you were going to say <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, no. This, this is not rated R. Yeah, that's we're gonna good. keep it nice for the kids. We're gonna keep it nice. And, yeah, we have lots of kid listeners. Yes, right. <laughs> and 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 I want to show up just once, and Dana listens to it and doesn't get annoyed oh, that yeah, I'm yeah. cursing or you know. Well, the beginning of this episode had a lot of penis stuff uh, associated with it, so she probably turned it off. <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna far. chime in into that. Yeah, but um, the the balls like the the testicle gremlin is pretty close, I guess, right? I mean, it's, it's like literally, literally, it's in that area, right? Yeah. I mean, have you ever heard that so saying, you, like calling an annoying person in German, like a testicle gremlin? Have you ever heard that no, term at all? No. Oh, interesting. Oh. No, I never. Made no. up word, John. It, uh, John made it up. I think it's a Bavarian <laughs> word. Oh, it's a Bavarian word. Yeah, from the Swiss Alps. <laughs> oh, from the Swiss Alps. Yeah, sure they have... They have the Swiss have weird customs, <laughs> <laughs> and they—I mean—they believe in all those gremlin stuff. You know, they're walking through the mountains and wow, there went all, all our Swiss listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, they'll come back. Yeah. You know, they're—they're—they don't take sides. You know, they come back. Yeah, they don't really hold a grudge on that Swiss side. <laughs> That's funny. Well, they got all they 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 all got all on gold, right? It is Bavarian. <laughs> no, it is. I just is? I just asked AI. Uh, it says it's okay. a term for German folklore from German folklore, particularly Bavarian and Alpine traditions. It See? roughly translates to testicle gnome or scrotum goblin, <laughs> and it's a mythical it's creature believed to be mischievous and is often associated with playing tricks or causing trouble. It's humorous and somewhat vulgar concept in folklore, not widely known or discussed outside of these specific cultural contexts. <laughs> and your beer okay. in Balderdash podcast. 
<laughs> that's so international. Like people <laughs> learn something. It's edu it's even educational. I like that. Yeah, I really like that. Oh, thank you. The thank Bangladesh you for that. The word of the day is is, is is great. It's a great institution. Scrotum goblin. <laughs> I just got to point out that I said it was Bavarian and from the Alps, and I was correct. You were. I know that was quite, quite amazing. Yeah, you nailed it for sure. Well, Max, thanks for yeah. thanks for taking the call and and helping us out on this. I really yeah, appreciate sure. it. Yeah, thanks, Max. Yeah, I'll get. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I'll get back to packing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for for. <laughs> Uh, pulling me out of that for a second and and making me laugh. Good, that's that's awesome. Good. I I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Uh, watch out for the hooten kobolds. Yeah. yeah, watch out for the hooten kobolds. <laughs> oh well, so terrible. Okay, you choose Alcumpan. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anytime, buddy. Yeah. Name the place. We'll always Have a good be night. there. Have a great show. All right. Thank you. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, he's so good. Yep. So, anyways, uh, thanks for that, Johnny. <laughs> I can't believe I got that right. I was, I was just making shit up. It's like, it's pretty good. All I did was say, like, the one German region I know, and then something about mountains. <laughs> it just happened to be correct. I did say the Swiss Alps, though. You did. You did. You did. Well, folks, thank you for listening to episode 90. 90, John. We're turning away, buddy. Yeah. What are we going to do for a Hyundai? I don't know, man. We should do maybe a meetup with no agenda. We should do a no agenda beer, bourbon, balderdash podcast meetup. Then we could have 100 year eggs. <laughs> Gross. Uh, this is a value for value podcast, which means we want your money. Uh, only just to support this show. Because uh, there's a lot of back-end stuff that you know a lot of podcasters have to go through, but we don't have big corporate sponsors so that we can say whatever we want. We produce this wonderful, enjoying hour for you. Uh, with uh, It's international. We got German people on here and German words, and we talk about Swiss things. It's fantastic. You're very lucky to be listening to this. All those, germ all those of German heritage listening in Argentina. That's uh, right. That's true, actually. Yeah. Uh, German bots in Argentina pumping our stats. Uh, that means you can go to any of the Podcasting 2.0 apps and you can um, give us Satoshis. You can boost us. And you know, when you boost, you're not just giving us Satoshis. You can leave a comment. That's the kind of the social media aspect of uh, these podcasts is that if you like something that we said, you can boost. And at boosting, you can say, hey, man, I really liked what you said about this and what you said about that. And, and we'll, we'll talk about it on the podcast, uh, including... Our last episode, we had Craig come in, and he was just, uh, he came in with uh, 100,000 uh, sats, 100,000 sats from Craig. We love Craig. Thanks, uh, Craig. And he was happy that Johnny was back. He said, Johnny's back. So thank you for that, Craig. We really do appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we also like getting comments from you through our email. I got an email from Sir Oma today. Uh, about uh, our last uh, a couple podcasts ago, we talked about personalities and stuff like that. Sent us an email talking about a personality test that we might even try on a later episode. So uh, thank you, Sir Oma, for giving us that information as well. And we also have a PayPal account, so you can go to paypal.me backslash balderdashers, and you can send us your fiat money as well. You can send us actual dollar dues to beer, bourbon, and balderdash, and it'll just go right or, back and make fiat. it a... Or what? Or real fiat, if you want to send us a fiat. Yeah. Yeah, you can send That'd us... Right. If you can find a fiat, you can send us a fiat. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, also, don't forget that you can earn Satoshis by listening to Fountain.fm. That's right. You, like, you don't even have to put dollars out there. You can just listen to that happen and then donate those Satoshis yep. to charity. Actually, we should talk about that in the next uh, podcast episode. We should talk about yeah. how to set it up and get all that value-to-value stuff. So, Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Anyways, folks, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you, and have a good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, fuck.